Hey, this is Rev DDT here, just kicking back in my room, and you know, it's like Monday, and I was thinking most of the day off and on, um, as I was doing my tasks, I, you know, went for a walk, um, for my health, and things like that, you know, just working on myself, working on things around the house here, um, you know, praying, stuff like that, and as I was going, I was thinking about, you know, other, other good attributes of church fellowship, Now I call it church fellowship because we are the church, and we fellowship together, at a fellowship hall, if you want to put it that way. And I really don't like using that term too much because of the Jehovah Witness thing, but, you know, whatever, man. You know, I don't really, I'm not going to try and split hairs on all that crap. Let's just let's just talk and just be straight up, straightforward. How, how it comes, man, right? What's on my heart? Well, that was on my heart today. There were some other things on my heart today. Um, there were some things about, you know how, you know how when you're single... And say you got a Facebook page or you got an Instagram page or you got one of the, or a YouTube page or something like that, and um, there's like a lot. You get a lot of friends. Sometimes you, some people don't. Some people do, but mostly I, I have a tendency to draw friends. I don't know why. I just do. Um, Bible says something about being a, f- a friendly man has many friends, which actually makes sense because you know I I, I like to friend anybody. Um, if you send me a f- like if you're on Instagram and you you click me and, and I see there it says you followed me. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I'll follow you back. That's just how I am. I do that with everybody. And um, as many as I can um, over the days that I go to those pages and do stuff. Because sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Sometimes we need to unplug from the internet. Unplug from being online so much. And having such a, a social you know, social outreach or whatever we want to call it. Or a social connection. Sometimes we need to pull back and not have that. Sometimes we're getting overstimulated from things. And I was sitting there thinking about that, and I was thinking, you know, I got pretty overstimulated from the church life, but I can see why, you know. Um, now, right now, my time in, in, in my life right now, it's not for me, because I know I'm the church, but it was at one time, not really knowing that I was the church. And that might have been why I first went, who knows, I mean, what was really underlying, the underlying reason of why I went in the first place, but I do know this, I was raised, well, we were raised kind of Methodist. And, uh, I mean, we were Methodists, but we were kind of raised that way. But I, I, I often remember seeing um, images of my grandmother teaching Sunday school. So one day, before she passed away, um, I guess she was about in her 70s when I t- asked her this. It might have been in her 80s. But I asked her, I says, Nana, we called her Nana. I just said, hey, Nana, um, can you tell me something? She goes, yeah. And I go, did you ever teach Sunday school? She goes, yeah. And I go, what, you did? She goes, yeah, you kids were in my Sunday school class. And I went, oh, well, that makes sense. I was thought, I thought that was a dream or something or she goes, oh, no, no. And I go, did we ever say the Lord's Prayer? She says, of course. I go, so we learned all the, you know, the Sunday school lessons from the Gospels. You know, is what she taught from. She goes, yeah, from the Gospels. And she goes, exactly. And I, and she goes, and, um, do you remember them? And I go, yeah. Well, you know me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a research and study hound. So, yeah, I remember them. But I've also, you know, I've also continually refreshed myself on those, you know, daily. And she says, good, good. Keep doing that. She goes, I, she goes, I taught you kids that. And I go, you did. She goes, yeah. She goes, I see it sunk in. I go, how old was I? She goes, eight. I was like, whoa, okay. I go, do we ever confess the Lord is our Savior? Do we ever pray, you know, like the sinner's prayer or something like that, you know? And she says, she goes, yes, you did. She goes, we did that almost every Sunday. She goes, that was one of the tenets of the, of the uh, church as I was teaching Sunday school. And I said, really? She goes, yeah. And I go, wow, imagine that. Huh, okay. That puts a perspective, you know, a whole... A lot of light on a lot of things that happened when I was a te- when I was a little kid, you know. Um, hearing his voice, knowing that he was always here with me. Um, I talked to him, you know, like I'm talking to you right now. I still do, actually, to this day. <laughs> I don't, 
conversations have started. I don't know where they started at, but I know where they're at right now. I'm lost, lost in the conversation with him. Hey, he doesn't always answer with his voice, but yet, but yet he does. And then there's times where there's things I haven't even gotten answers on some stuff. I'm going like, hey man, you forget about me? I thought we were bros, man. I mean, we're we're pals, right? I know you. I know you're my king and all. And no disrespect, sir. But come on, man. Come on. What's what? Hey, there's more. Where's those answers? Maybe someday I'll get them. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I do know this, though. God is a mystery. I mean, think about that. God is a mystery. Can't see him, but he's everywhere all at once, all the time. We're never without him. We never have been without him, even though we think we have been. We haven't been, because even when we got, even back when Adam and Eve got cast out of the garden, he still was with them. Yeah, I mean, how do you think Adam remained strong all those years and not been able to, you know, and, and live for as long as he did? Because he lived for a long time. And have kids, you know, and all that. I mean, just, you know, just things like that. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I wouldn't have known any of these things if I hadn't been exposed to church. You know, I might have grown up without even knowing God at all. I mean, that would have been a drag. But, you know, God has somebody in my family. As I started searching family history, I found there were others, you know, in my, in my past, ancestral, that were, you know, God-fearing people. They just loved God, and that's just how it was. They always fought for justice and, 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 and those ways of God. We're very high on their high on their heart, you know. And I started thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. There's an ancestry back up there, and you know, I'm looking at this, going, wow, this is interesting. Started thinking about the different different things today about how, you know, um, when, okay, let me just take for example, single mother. A single mother, you know, doesn't have a lot of support. I mean, there goes way more than there was, though. I mean, man, I grew up in the '70s, baby, late '60s, '70s, on into the '80s as a, a young man and then an adult, you know. And I'm sitting there looking at all this going, wait a minute, man. My mom was a single mom, and who gave her support? The government gave a little bit of support when she needed it. She, they helped her get some schooling, which she actually ended up becoming a, uh, what was that, an operating room technician for a lot of years, 35 years at St. Alphonsus Hospital. Hoo yeah 37, 37 years I'm being cued. <laughs> Hoo yeah Okay. But see, that's the thing is, it's like, you know, you, you look at this and you go, you go, wow, you know, without that support that I had when I was younger, um, you know, without, without the support of my mom, she go to the, the Methodist church and she got support there. You know, somebody was there to pray for her when she needed it. There was help, you know, with us kids and stuff. Um, you know, just as it kept going, as, as time went on, I started seeing all this stuff today and I was thinking, as time went on, it, 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 it infiltrated my life. I had a, a hunger to keep wanting to go and search out the, tr- the truth about the church and find out what you know what it's about. Now, if you're hearing a little shaking, it's because I'm holding this in my hand today and not in my stand that I made for uh, for recording. And that's because I just got this idea just a few minutes ago to just, you know, about 10 minutes ago. It's 7, oh, 7, 7, 10, 7, 11, 7, 12, 7, 13, 7, 14. That's my recorder going. So about 10 minutes ago, I got this idea. And I said, yeah, let's do this right now. Why well, hold it back, you know? I do that often. I look for my phone and it won't be there. I'm like, oh, man, you need to be in my hand today. <laughs> you know? So you record something. Uh, I went for a walk today. I didn't take my phone with me on purpose because yesterday I took my phone and took a lot of pictures, sent to a friend of mine that I'm... Maybe she's my girlfriend. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, man. We seem to have each other's back pretty well. She's got mine. That's for sure. She helped me out a couple... Anyway, she lives in Massachusetts. Yeah. She's awesome. Shout out to Eric, Erica Marie, and uh, shout out to her son Elijah, and uh, good people. 
You know, I love them. They're awesome people. Um, you know, you make friends online. You make friends face to face. It's just a time of time and age we live in. But you know what? Somebody that'll pray for you, man. That's actually a good friend. Somebody that will pray for you. Oh, check this out. I like to watch ridiculousness because you know I like viral videos and it's a great show. They go all over the world. You know, Rob, he gets videos from all over the world and and. <laughs> They make me laugh. Some are disgusting. Some are weird. Some are gross. Some are really super freaking weird. And, you know, because we got, we, us humans, man, we can, oh my God, dude. If you didn't think we live on a flying zoo, like I was saying, started to say yesterday, a thousand miles an hour in whatever direction we're flying and spinning at a thousand miles an hour and rotating, orbiting the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. I could barely fathom a thousand miles an hour, let alone, you know, because I've been in, you know, jets, super jets and stuff like that that, you know, take off, you know, and. They're fast, they're not a thousand miles an hour, but you can kind of get an idea of how much, you know, but you, I mean, 67,000 miles an hour, we're not flying off this crazy-ass freaking planet we live on? I mean, think about this place. This is a freaking flying zoo. I am not kidding you, it's the high-flying zoo. It's high because it's somewhere out in outer space, it's pretty high wherever we're at. Is there, is there a bottom in outer space? I don't know, we've never reached the edge yet, we don't know. Heck, we've barely got out of our, you know, our orbit. <laughs> you know, actually, we haven't. We have with the Hubble telescope, but I mean, mankind hasn't. We've stayed within our orbit range, you know. Moon, back. Well, that's orbit range. You know, get out further and you're like, okay, you got other planets out there doing stuff. And hell, you don't know what you're going to fly through out there. And yet we're doing it. Hey, you know, picture this a little comic, comical in, image, a little cartoon in your mind. Here's the Earth. Plop. Okay, so let's just start with darkness. There's darkness. And all of a sudden, Earth. Plop. There's Earth. And then plop, 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 people. And then these guys go, hey, and they point at this rock out there, because they see this little rock out there, and it's the moon. They point at it, and they go, hey. It's like, now they're building. Crack, 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 build, 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 boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, now they got a rocket. Yeah. One guy straps himself on and they go off to the moon. They land on the moon. They say, hey. They wave back, pull on a flag, and come back. That's basically it. You know, maybe there's a few other things that happened in there. Do you know, I just found out today we didn't even send a scientist up there until the last freaking mission. I found that out on TikTok watching uh, Degrassi. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was on TikTok. Get that. Sometimes we just don't really realize the value in some things. And, I, and you know, I got, I got off on that for a little while. I was really, really upset with the church for a while, but it's not the church I'm upset with. Not them at all. It's not the Bride of Christ at all that I'm upset with. I love the Bride of Christ. And the Bride of Christ is everywhere. In your grocery store. Car next to you while you're driving down the road. Right now while you're listening to this broadcast. Look next to you. There's probably a believer right there. The other day, man, my mom was online, and she's got this uh, outfit that like helps her clean her computer as well as I do. I do too, but sometimes I'm not always there, and so she. And so this outfit, you know, she paid for me. She, she likes the service, but I think the reason why she likes it so much is because the person that she's talking to is so freaking cool. And check this out. This dude's a brother named Jerry, of all things, who lives in India, is Indian, has an Indian accent, but he talks so damn well you can understand him, even if he talks fast. I'm going like, why didn't everybody take lessons from this guy when he learned English over in India? Because this guy's got it. Found out he's a brother. Yeah, he loves Jesus. We got talking about that for a bit and, you know, a few minutes and then boom, we're on our way. You know, he's got to go do his job for still. It's interesting. Oh, yeah, talking to him on the phone, by the way, not chatting on the computer either. Because he, he had me on the phone. He was looking at some files. He goes, are these... Do you, are these in some programs? He goes, do you need any of these programs? And stuff? And I was like, yeah, go for it, man. You can take those out if you want to. I, was, I hadn't got to got to that point yet, and he, he was already there. I was like, oh, yeah, man, go for it, man. 
Okay, you can take that one, this one, no, no, leave that one, because I need it, this one, that, that one, I need that one, that one, no, take this one, this one, this one, though, you know, and it was really cool, and he understood me, and I understood him, so we talked a bit, you know, he kept hitting at my name, because he asked me my name, and I told him, he says, well, you have a biblical name, I go, yeah, I do, we started talking about that, and it was really cool, but if you think about that, man, just think about it, met a guy in India, don't even know him, but yet he's a brother in Christ, and I felt, you know, that brotherhood with him. We bond over Jesus. We're already bonded over Jesus. We didn't bond over Jesus. We didn't even bond over the conversation. What, what it is is that bond of love. The love of Christ is in our hearts and dwells within us. Man, look above you. Maybe in the airplane right up above you right now while you're driving down the freeway. Well, don't do that while you're driving. Only do it when you're parked. You get out of your car and you get out and you go, that guy in the airplane up there. I know he can see me because when I'm in the airplane up there, I look down, I can see people. I can sometimes see people waving at me if, I'm, if we're close enough. And we've been close enough before. I've flown close enough to the ground with some friends and, yeah, hey, they can't see us, hey, you know. He might be a believer. You never know. That that wouldn't happen happen without the church's presence in this world. That wouldn't have happened without the Holy Ghost here on this earth, in the church, church's presence on this earth. Without the church, there's no more Christ. He takes us, the Holy Ghost goes with us, guys. And when he does take us, the Holy Ghost is going, where are you at today? Are you listening to me? And you're going, oh, now this guy's all preaching about Jesus now. Oh, man, I'm going to turn it off. Ah, uh -uh, man, you know what? That's your ego. That's your ego trying to get you away from something you know you need to do. Lord God, I'm a sinner. I'm a mess. I screw everything up all the time, and I know that my dark side is greater than my light side. And I really need your forgiveness because I, I can't stand in the judgment. I need you, Jesus. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. Today, right now, I receive you as my Savior. Thank you for saving me, Lord Jesus. And I trust you. I put my trust in you. I'll do everything I can to follow you. And I know I may, I'm not perfect. I may screw up. But I know you'll never leave me or forsake me. And I, that's ingrained in my heart now. And, I, and, I, and yes, Lord, I come with you. I give you my life. You are my Lord and you are my Savior. I confess that you came in the flesh and died gave your body and your blood for my food and drink, like you said. You are the bread of life, and I receive you, Jesus, right now into my life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you. Anybody that prayed that prayer, you're saved. Period. Whether you think so or not, and you're thinking not, that's the enemy. The enemy is always around trying to trick us out of what we have. What you have. What you have now received. Father, baptize them all in the Holy Spirit right now. Boom! Baptize them in Jesus' name, in the Holy Spirit. I call for baptism of the Holy Spirit upon every saint right now in this world. Those that have been resisting, stop resisting. You hear me now, and I know you do. I know you can hear me. I know you can, because we're all connected, baby. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, those that are crying out for baptism of the Holy Spirit, give it to them now in Jesus' name. Amen. And I guarantee you right now, and I know by faith that that just took place, and there are people that are receiving baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. How do I know that? By faith, I said. Is that blind faith again, right? Maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's like an idiot. He's a village idiot. No, we saw that. I'm not one of the village idiots. I'm somebody who actually loves you and cares about you as a human being, period. Straight up, and... I love and care about Jesus and his message. And his message is right for everybody. 
It's right for everybody. He's right for everybody. Why do people resist? I don't know. Why do I when I do? I don't know. Dark side. Could blame it on that. But the dark side is you. The dark side is me. Think about it. The darkness is inside of us, man. A lot of times we don't turn from that. You know what church did? Help me with? Help me to see that. So that's another thing they did that's good. Single women. Single mothers. Mothers. Women. People that don't have support. People that are sick. People that are dying. They go to the hospitals. A lot of pastors do. I used to go to the hospital with my guitar. And they loved it. Heck, they'd open the door up on the... They, if I had a friend that was in the ICI, ICU, you know, they'd let me come in. My friend would call me up and say, come in. And they'd say, yeah, I'd bring my guitar. They wouldn't turn me away. They'd open the doors up while I was playing. He'd say, I had a friend of mine. Actually, I had a friend of mine that had a friend that was dying. I didn't know this man. But he had heard my music because I make CDs and give them to people. And my music got around. It got to this one guy. He was dying. He got this uh, chemical on him when he was uh, in his 30s. Oh, wait, no, in his... um. In his 20s. And he was in his early 40s. Late 30s, early 40s. And he was dying. In ICU. On machines. Kidney machine was the main one he was on. They were going to take him off of it. Because he wanted to be taken off. Because he didn't want to live on the machine anymore. So my friend says, Hey, he's requested you come up and play for him. While he's dying. I went, what? Now, I'd never heard of anything like that before. I thought, okay. I mean, I had never played at a funeral before. Other people had, but they were already gone. This guy was dying. I said, okay. So I went up, and we prayed. And I prayed, man, I prayed that he wouldn't die. I sat down, and I prayed that God would heal him. But I couldn't do it out loud too loud. I did it under my breath, and I got up, because I had to ask him, is this what you actually want? Because God takes into consideration our thoughts and feelings. Did you know that? But people won't tell you that. No, they'll tell you something else other than that. But he does. Book of Remembrance, Christians. You know what I'm talking about. It's in the Old Testament. In the minors, in the prophet minors, the book of remembrance. Study that. Understand that. God values our thoughts. He values our will in these matters. Greeley wanted to go. Greeley went. That's his name. His name was Greeley. But I got to play for him. Man, he was weeping the whole time. Tears out, just crying the whole time. I was like, man, I wasn't even hitting anything heavy. I was keeping it pretty light, man. Asked, he requested a couple of songs that he'd heard, and I played them for him, and he just, he melted, and he thanked me, and then, but when I went in there, I was thinking, man, they're going to shut me out, those doctors and nurses aren't going to let me in, and they, they let me in, opened the doors up to the whole ward, and everybody got to hear the music, and everybody was blessed, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. I walked out, I did a concert for people that were sick and dying, and I didn't even know it. Sure, blessed. Whew, heart string. It blessed me just to know that. I pray for every one of them to get healed and set free. You know, pastors do that a lot. They go to hospitals. I remember a man. He wrote a book a while back. He's out here. He, lives in Bo- he used to live in Boise. Pastor Buck. Angels on assignment. My dad was one of the people on his list. When I saw him, I was 14 or something like that. My dad was had a Aneurysm had been younger than that, actually. My dad had an aneurysm, was in the hospital, was in a coma. The man was on his knees for six days straight, praying for him. Not 24 hours a day, but damn close to it, 16 hours a day, man, while my dad was on 
I got to talk to my dad years later, and I asked him, I says, you know, when you're in that coma, what were you doing? And he says, walking with Jesus on a road. And I went, really? He goes, yeah. And I go, I've done that too. He goes, really? And I go, yeah. A couple times, actually. Once in a dream. Once when I was dying. My dad was like, he looked at me, he goes, oh, yeah. That's right. We both almost died. I called me a bunch of times. I started laughing. I said, man, he's been with me the whole time, Dad. He goes, yeah. He goes, I can see that. He goes, you know, I prayed for you for a lot of years because I knew you needed him with you real close. And he goes, you had some close calls? I said, yeah, too many. I got, hell, I got shot once in the chest by a freaking rubber bullet. I mean, think about that. Point blank range. That freaking hurt. Knocked me, broke a rib, knocked me down. Put a bruise on welt on my freaking chest for about a year and a half. Pretty close to almost two years. The bruise took two, two, two years and maybe a little longer to heal, but the rest of it, man, it was, oh, God, that hurt so bad. I thought I was dead. I actually thought I got shot. When there was no blood, I was like, what the hell? Somebody goes, rubber bullet. And I go, yeah. I got shot once in the back with a beanbag, and I'm glad. And that was out of a, sh- a beanbag thrower. It was kind of a shotgun-like thing, and I'm glad that it wasn't a freaking shotgun. Got shot once in the ass with rock salt, but it wasn't very much. Just caught the edge of a freaking shot. Guy had a 410. He goes, run. We all ran. He goes, boom, between us. And I got a little bit on my leg and my butt. That hurt. Uh, that was just boys fucking around. Dumb dumb shit stuff, you know. <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> we had it on video for a while. It was hilarious. He's <laughs> just running. We knew he was going to do it, too. He shot me in the back of a freaking Roman candle one time on 4th of July, like a few years before that, so I knew he was going to fucking get it. We got running out through the cornfield. Boom! Oh, that was hilarious. Rock salt. We watched him stick it in there, so we knew, you know, we knew it was up. Don't, I don't suggest anybody do this, okay? But, uh, you know, we were idiots back then. But I'm thinking, man, you know, all those friends and stuff I had, they all came from fellowshipping. The single mom thing, man. You know, you got a kid and you're a mom. You got no support. You got press support at the church. A lot of times you got more support there than you do from your friends because sometimes your friends are too damn toxic to talk to. Sometimes family's too toxic to talk to. But the church isn't. Now it can become that way, but most of the time they got their doors open during the day. They're not like that. You walk in there and you say, hey, man, I need to talk to somebody. And they're like, oh, let me help you out. They do everything they can to help you. Get you a cup of coffee or some tea. Get you some water, whatever you need. Most places got a hospitality center, you know, if they're big. If you don't, you know, you can still walk in, talk to the preacher, and he'll pray with you. There's somebody there to comfort you. You know, and I hear this a lot in church. Well, you're not supposed to be comfortable. You're supposed to be on the edge. That's not true. You're supposed to be at peace. You're not supposed to be on the edge. And the comfort thing is, yes, you are supposed to be. God is the God of comfort, people. Think about it. But we get complacent in our comfort, in our comfort sometimes. We can get complacent in all kinds of stuff. Or you get complacent if you're too comfortable. That's not true. Because sometimes you can be so comfortable that you need that comfort. Maybe you need to go to sleep. Maybe you need to rest more. Don't we take comfort in that? Well, how come it's only just for bed, or just for naps, or just for meditation, or whatever, but it's not for everything else? Because the guy that's telling you that's trying to rub you with sandpaper to get you raw so he can get something out of you. Just watch what his announcements are. Watch what he says next. Pay attention to what he's saying. That can be very toxic. But, but the, on the other side of it, those guys, those very same guys are there for people that need them when they do, most of the time. 
There was times I needed prayer and I couldn't find anybody. I called the preacher and the preacher said, yeah, give me a second here. I say, sure. And then he'd sit down with me and we'd pray. Usually it was he had to finish doing what he was doing at his desk and then boom. You know, just for a second, like fold up a couple of things or whatever, or hand something to his secretary or whatever. Then he'd sit right down with me and pray. Most of the time they just slide it aside. And for a single mom and her kid, they just slide it aside. They slide everything aside. They make it a priority because they know that she needs that help. Right now, we all need each other's help. We are all priests and kings of the Most High God. According to the book of Revelation, that's coming right out of Jesus' own mouth. Just read it yourself. Straight up says it. That we all are. So we have priestly work. We have kingly work. Well, what does that look like? Well, maybe we'll get into that. But let's, let's talk about the priestly side for a second. and I'm going to, boom, jump off the broadcast. Because we're done. Coming on 25 minutes here in a minute. The priestly side, prayer. Prayer is first, first and foremost. Being there for people in comfort, putting your arm around them, lifting them up, gathering them, building them up, building them up in the faith, building them up in the scriptures, building them up in the word. A lot of times it's, all it takes is just some scriptures. I used to just take my Bible with me, not knowing what I was going to say, and flop it open and start reading whatever was right in front of me. And most of the time, I mean most of the time, probably all the time, but most of the time, it was exactly what the person needed to hear right at that moment. None of that would happen if the church's presence wasn't in this world, because I wouldn't know them, and neither would you. So it's a good thing, and it can be a good thing. Support for the single mom. Support for the sick and dying. Support for the hungry. The hungry that Jesus feeds. The naked that he clothes. We are that hungry and naked. Our spiritual situation, the way we are spiritually, is starving for him right now. Over and all and above. Everything. is starving for him. And thirsty for him. And needs to be clothed in him. And I guess we've reached the end of the broadcast because, you know, here we are. I just, a word of encouragement to you guys. That's all this is. And also, whoever got saved, email me. Let's talk. If you need anything, talk about anything, anything at all. Email me. D, D, that's D as in David, D as in Daniel. T as in Tony. I as in idiot. <laughs> L, L as in Larry. T as in Tony. O is in honorary. No, wait, that's R. That's H. No, orary. No, that's A. Wait, wait a minute. Um, o is in O. <laughs> N as in N, as in Nancy. 62. That's the number 62. At gmail.com. Or you can write here at Anchor. You can also do a voice cast to me, too. You can do a voicemail to me through Anchor. Did you know that? Well, you can. I don't know how to do it. I haven't figured it out yet. Uh, I figured it out from my side. I haven't figured it out from your side yet, but... You can figure it out. It's not that hard. Go to their website. It's anchor.com or anchor.fm forward slash Daniel dash Tilton, T-I-L-T-O-N. And uh, that's where you can reach me at. Anchor.fm. You know, give it away. If anybody else needs to hear this broadcast, please give it to them. Well, this is Rev DT and I'm out. Y'all have a great day. Peace out, baby. Yahoo! Rev DT, Universal Broadcast. All right, baby. Bye-bye.